To the Why So Series podcast. I'm your host Brandon, and we got Rashani back with us. Uh, so, of course, that means we are back to review um, a movie. And today we are reviewing uh, The Invisible Man, uh, directed by Lee Wanold. Lee Wanold, my bad. Uh, when Cecilia, abusive ex, takes his own life and leaves her his fortune, she suspects his death was a hoax. As a series of coincidences turn lethal. Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by somebody, someone nobody can see. This is starring Elizabeth Moss, uh, Elizabeth Moss, uh, Elizabeth Moss, and Elizabeth Moss. Um, no, there was other people in the film, uh, but uh, this was really about Elizabeth Moss, um, the entire film. Um, Rashani, what were your overall thoughts of this film? Um... This film could have been called um, Psychological Abuse, the movie. Uh, This film could have been called Trigger Warning. Um, This film could have been called uh, How to Get Away with Abuse. Um, Colon, Why Don't You Believe Me? Uh, Colon, he was just right here. Um, this movie also, also could have been called nigga. You saw that (laughs) the movie. Um, it could have been called nigga. I'm this far away from you. How the fuck did I do that? The movie. Um, it could have been called use your goddamn common sense. The movie, or it could have been called Elizabeth Moss make some really, really, really spectacular funny faces when she's faking being dragged across a floor by somebody by using her feet. See, the thing is, it's hard to do what Elizabeth Moss did in this movie. And I got to give her props for basically doing a one-person role. Like, she's fighting against herself. She's fighting against... It's not like a CGI. There's nobody there. She's fighting against the air, and she has to make it look convincing. And in that, she did a wonderful job. She also did a wonderful job of just the anguish and the psychological trauma that she was going through. Um, But everybody else is so fucking stupid. Yeah, you basically uh, summed it up. Like, I thought Elizabeth Moss was incredible in this film. Like, what she was asked, she was asked to carry this entire film. I think they have other actors in this film. Aldous Hodges in there, Storm Reed was in this film. Uh, like, there's other people that could share the load. They decided not to do that. And she absolutely carries this film the entire way. Like, it is solely about her and her character. And I really liked what they did with The Invisible Man. So, I don't like Rashani probably knows this, but some of the listeners may not know this. This was originally supposed to be a part of Universal's Dark Universe. So, like, they're redoing Frankenstein and Dracula and The Creature and all those, like, monster movies. This was supposed, this is, this was part of their Dark Universe. The Invisible Man is supposed to be part of it. And uh, I think they might be doing the sequel, The Invisible Woman. Um, but it's supposed to be a part of all this. And so. That being said, what they did with the Invisible Man uh, concept, and there's been many Invisible Man films, but what they did with it is they grounded it. And usually when you take supernatural things and you ground it, oftentimes it takes away what people enjoy with supernatural, is that it's not grounded, it's ridiculous. But this being grounded brought so much more drama and so much more like anxiety and for some people, I can imagine it could be triggering, but I think, I think it was designed to be that way, and I think it was oh yeah written that way and acted that way to shine a light to use something supernatural and sci-fi to shine a light on something that's very real, and it's very real of abusive partners, specifically and most often men who are abusive to their uh, counterparts. And to the point of stalking, physical abuse, and 
the thing that we get often, and, th- and here's the thing, in the, as bad as fucked up as the world is, and it is fucked up, most people understand physical abuse. They do. Like people, men still do it, and it's fucked up. But most people, if I say this man beats his wife, they will be like, "Yeah, that's fucked up. Fuck him." Like th- even horrible people get that. But what most people don't understand is how emotional abuse in some ways can be worse. Um, and this film shines a light on that because it basically shows Elizabeth Moss's decline into almost like losing it. Like this, this her husband is literally fucking with her and fucking her whole life up to the point that everyone around her thinks she's crazy. Now, other parts of the story where you're just like, come on, guys, listen to this woman. Absolutely. But if you if you if you took yourself and put that into the real world and you had this woman telling you that the guy that they found's body's dead is not dead and that he's invisible and he's here fucking with me every night, you're gonna think something's wrong with that person. So I I get that other people were just being ridiculous, but at, at towards the end, I was like, Okay guys, like look at this, like She's clearly all the way over there, and he's fucking people up. Like in, in not to jump ahead, but like in the scene where they were in the um, mental mm-hmm. institution, she's all the way down the hallway, and the security guards are fucked up, like fifteen yards away from her. And when the new security guards come around the corner, they're like, "Get down on the ground! What the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "Nigga, he she's all the way over there. What the fuck did you think she did?" <laughs> so that part was ridiculous. But in the beginning, like when she, when he was just doing like like the creepiest shit you're just like yeah she sounds like i hate to say it she sounds crazy like she sounds like a crazy person how can i trust this person like what is going on she needs help and she any and she didn't need to talk to a therapist she didn't need that besides the invisibleness because that dude clearly fucked up her mind because of how terrible he was and how controlling he was um but uh, the way that she brought those emotions to the screen was fantastic. And so we saved the synopsis, but before we get into the film real quick, I'll just give everybody a brief overview of what the film really is about because we do spoil shit on these reviews. Is essentially Elizabeth Moss's character, who's Cecilia, or they call her C in the movie. She went st- she goes to stay with Aldous Hodge's character and Storm Reed, who's her, his daughter, because uh, there was an incident and she called her sister to get away and run away basically from... Uh, her husband or boyfriend her husband I think it was um, and so uh, she you fast forward a couple weeks and she's still pretty traumatic doesn't want to leave the house and you find out that the boyfriend killed himself and he basically left his notes basically like you know she left me and I don't have no place to live and blah 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 and you know I'm done I'm leaving this earth and kills himself um and uh, her, her, the husband's brother is the one presenting this. He's the legal attorney over the state, and she he leaves a bunch of money for her, um, and so it's set up for you to think that the brother is the one in the invisible suit fucking with her, so he can get the money. Because in the beginning, he's kind of like, well, he left all this money for you, and I kind of got to assign this shit over to you. Uh, but what really happens is. Well, they try to leave it ambiguous, but we all know what really happens is that the the husband was in this invisible suit that he created because he's like a tech genius, and he's mm-hmm. like fucking with her, and he's setting everything up in her life to basically force her to come back to him. So he's like strange, estranging her from her sister, killing people, like hurting Aldous Hodge and uh, Storm Reed. To the point that everybody thinks she's just spiraling down into this hole that she can't get out of, all the way to the point that she ends up getting committed to a mental institution because they think she killed her sister. So that's basically the gist of the film. Um, so, Rashawn, <coughs> what I want to talk to you about to start this uh, review is um, I actually came in the film right when they said they were in the car pulling away, and then it goes to two weeks later. So I missed the opening scene. What happened in that scene? In, I, 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 I mean, I could infer what happened based on the rest of the film, but what actually happened, and was there any callbacks to that scene later in the film that I may have missed? All right, so uh, you saw the part where he picked up the thing off the ground, right? The thing, thing. Or you saw oh, after yeah, she yeah, had actually medicine. gotten away. Yeah, 
Okay, you yeah, saw, saw you saw, okay. Saw yep. Then no, you didn't miss shit else. Um let's see. At the beginning of the movie, she wakes up, she Rambo crawls out of bed, she has a bag hidden in the crawl space area where she hides everything. Um she takes a chair moves the camera so it's facing him because there's a camera right in the hallway facing the doorway. She turns the face towards him. She goes downstairs, turns off the alarm. She does all this at a uh, pace that is supposed to be, you know, she's scared. She's in an abusive relationship. Uh, The movie tries to play scary music in the background like he's going to wake up. Uh, Here's the thing. If you've seen the commercials, you know she gets in the car right when he runs up to the car window and starts slamming on the windows and stuff. So you know she gets out to the car. Um, she Everything's going good um, until she gets outside of the house and she gets into the garage. The dog runs up to her and wants to come with her. I guess the dog's being abused too. So she's like, hey, uh, I'm a, I wish I could take you with me. And then she was like, you know what? I can't take you with me, but I'm going to let you run free because that's what people do with dogs that are in abusive relationships. I can't take you with me, so I'm just going to let you go out there and starve on your own. And she tries to take off the uh, electric collar that he has around the dog's neck. And in taking the collar off, I guess it's stuck a little bit, and she pulls so hard. That she's in the garage. She pulls so hard that she hits his car door and the alarm starts going off. That's how he wakes up. Uh, He can't hear nothing else while she's walking around the house. He can't hear nothing else while she's walking up and down the stairs. He can't hear nothing else while she's pulling vents off the wall to pull her bag out the crawl space and putting up the... and. and putting her bag on her arm, now she's walking around even more away now. He can't hear her opening up a uh, step ladder. So then she, because it wasn't a chair, my fault. She opened up a step ladder to climb up the ladder to turn the uh, camera towards her or towards him, so she could get away. He can't hear the dog's nails clicking along the floor. He can't hear nothing in this all wood floor house. But he heard the alarm uh, that's three or four stories down, and that's how he wakes up. So then he comes out. As she's waiting in the middle of the street, like, where are you? Whatever her sister's name is, blah, blah, blah. Uh, She gets in the car. He runs up and knocks on the window, uh, smashed through the window. Her sister could have really smashed off a long time ago. But instead, her sister just sits there and screams for a second. And then they pull off and he picks up the um, medicine bottle with his bloody fingers. And that's where the movie starts. While I'm talking about the sister, I just want to say that she was probably the worst person in the entire movie other than Absolutely. the boyfriend and, and her brother, the, the brother and the boy, the boyfriend was horrible. The brother was just bad. Cause he was gaslighting her all the way through, but the sister literally saw the abuse. She was literally there to pick her up and didn't believe nothing. She said, and then when a convoluted thing happened to break them apart, when a convoluted thing happened that caused them caused their relationship, the, the sister and Elizabeth Moss caused their relationship to fracture. She didn't want to hear nothing Elizabeth Moss had to say. When Elizabeth Moss acted shocked and everything, her sister was like, I know you're faking. Like, come on now. Yeah, come so, on, Yeah, sis. let's talk about that. So essentially what happened was, she. so he goes in and she goes in, she finds out that he killed her. She comes to the uh, Aldous Hodges' house and says, uh, what's his face, kills himself, right? So then she goes to meet the lawyer and the lawyer's like, yeah, you're getting $5 million. This is the money. So then she goes back to the house and she sets up this trust fund for Stormbreeze character so she can go to Parsons Fashion School uh, and buys a ladder for Aldous, <laughs> for James. And then, uh, like a few days later, um, she finds, like, she sees, she figures, she thinks that the guy's being invisible following her. And so what happens is she says this happens and they all call bullshit on her. And then the next day, <laughs> she goes to talk to her sister to say, look, this is what's happening. Like, some fucked up shit's happening. And her sister opens the door and is like, basically like, fuck you. Don't ever talk to me. I didn't even ask for any money. I'm done with you. And then she's like, he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, the email you sent me. And C's character's like, I didn't send you an email. And the sister's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm supposed to believe that. I know you felt this way the whole fucking time. Fuck you and slam the door in her face. And I'm like, what did they send an email? So I, first I was like, this is ridiculous, right? Then later in the film, they show what the email said, and I was like, this is even more ridiculous. You couldn't possibly believe that's what she would say at that time. 
you couldn't possibly believe that. Like that was one of the most ridiculous things in the film. So yeah, go ahead, Rashani. It was a pathetically bad letter. It was basically like, dear mom or dear sister, comma, I hate you, period. You stink bad, period. And you're dumb, period. And you're broke, period. And I don't fuck with broke bitches, period. By the way, period. This isn't a hoax, period. I mean this, period, period, period. I don't like you anymore, period. Even though you just saved my life, period. I've always despised you, period. You're dragging me down, period. By the way, period, this is your sister, period. Sincerely yours, like I'm going to leave my real name. That's what the letter, that's what the email felt like. And because it came from her email address, her sister was like, oh, yeah, you did that shit. It's like, come on, motherfucker, come on. So everybody in the movie is stupid. I'm just going to, I just want to make sure y'all know that literally everybody in the movie is stupid. Everybody in the movie is dumb until they start getting their ass whooped. Then all of a sudden they realize she was telling the truth. That's the only reason why they believe she starts telling the truth is because they start getting their ass whooped. At the end of the movie, I'm going to skip all the way to the end. At the end of the movie, she has to shoot this nigga. So then his suit, that is an optic suit because he's an optic developer and he's like this brilliant, he's like the top in the optics development field. They say this on every newspaper and every news report about him. They say he committed suicide and all that kind of stuff, but he didn't. Um Nobody wants to believe her when she's like, he's the top optics developer in the world. Why the fuck can't he make an invisible suit? That's not plausible at all, y'all. Oh, because you can't do it. That's why you think he can't. Because you, nigga, we went to Cal Poly. We, we, went to, we went to the equivalent of MIT on the West Coast. Because you can't do it. You can't fathom that this dude who's smarter than all. He's a fucking million billionaire. He owns a company for, oh, you don't think he can? Oh, fuck you then. So at the end of the movie, she shoots him. Uh, that causes the suit to start the malfunction so then he flickers in and out sometimes so now he's flickering in and out while he's whooping everybody's ass because apparently the suit also gives him super strength because he's beating the shit out of everybody like cops with guns little girls uh the nigga from leverage she's beating up everybody moving (laughs) or he's beating up everybody moving um and nobody sees him because when they look back up the suit that flickers on and off that everybody else can see they can't see it when they look back up so they think that she hadouken them from across the room because they're all fucking stupid yep i just want to say that elizabeth moss is not enough to save a stupid uh, a movie where everybody else is stupid like when everybody when you watch a horror movie or this was really a thriller it was a psychological thriller to be honest there was no horror to it there was no jump parts there was no oh my god parts there was no scary parts it was just if you've been in this situation before where you've been emotionally abused physically abused gaslit you're watching this, you you shouldn't watch this movie, but if you're watching this movie, you're watching again, recoiling in horror as everybody around this woman tells her she's fucking crazy because what she said happened, they don't believe it. That's the other thing that um, this movie could be called. Hashtag don't believe girls. Yes. Nobody fucking believed her. Towards the end, I, I got, I mean, I'm I got to say, in the beginning, it sounded crazy. Like it's the beginning, crazy. yeah, sure. It, it sounded, sounded crazy. It except sounded crazy. Fact, <laughs> except for the fact that the things that sounded crazy, I mean, they made some movie magic happen to make shit happen where she seemed crazy. Like the nigga was standing on a blanket so she couldn't pull the blanket further because he pulled the blankets off her and the and the girl Storm Reed. And so she tries to pull the blankets back up and he's standing on the blanket. So she calls for help because she can see the footprints on the blanket. And then all of a sudden he's not in the room at all. Like, where'd he go? You didn't hear no footsteps running past you. Is he, is he a ninja? Does nobody hear him? That one. I thought he went sitting in the chair. But nobody ever hears him moving. Nobody ever hears tap, 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 tap. Um, I I do want to say that there are really, 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 really dope visuals in this movie. Yes. 
Um, the part where she ran outside and was looking out uh, at the street and you could see her breath coming up in steam because it's so cold outside. And then over her shoulder, you see his steam coming up as well. That was dope. The part where um, there was something else that happened where I think she was. Um, fuck. Had something to do with the rain. And they were both out in the rain and I think it was a scene where they were fighting out in the rain and his suit was still flashing on and off, but she was looking for footprints and you could see like his feet when he's stepping through the water. That was dope. By and large, though, this movie. There's no like, look, OK, so I know I'm jumping around a lot, but so is this movie. So if I am. Aldous Hodge, whatever his dude, whatever the dude's name was in the movie. And I'm Elizabeth Moss's friend. And we've been friends for whatever amount of time. And I'm Sid's dad. I would probably have gotten upset if my daughter said that Sid slapped the shit out or my daughter said Elizabeth Moss slapped the shit out of, out of her. I probably would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? However, at, it, it, it was just weird to me that the daughter and Elizabeth Moss weren't even near each other. When she got hit, like Elizabeth Moss was standing next to the bed and she was sitting on the like just getting off the bed. And then all of a sudden she was flying across the room with a slap like she read Richards there. Right. And it's just like the things that are happening aren't plausible. Like you got to. Listen to me. Just listen to what say, I'm saying and think about this logically. And so what it felt like to me was that while he was gaslighting her, everybody else felt like she was gaslighting them. Right. And so that that's like, that's a horrible feeling. That's a horrible feeling. That's why this movie was so fucked up. Because she's just like, everybody else's life is getting ruined because of me. And he's ruining my life. Like, like the one that pissed me off more than that one. That one was kind of ridiculous. Like, they, and I think it was more ridiculous about how they filmed it, because they filmed it to be like she's all the way across the room. Come on, guys! Like, this looks stupid. I think they just filmed that one wrong. But the one that in storyline that was like, what the fuck's wrong with you guys? Is when she shows up with the bottle with all the blood on it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that bottle wasn't there. All this, James, my bad. That bottle wasn't there when she got there, James. She ain't been nowhere. She was scared to leave the fucking house. So she hasn't been anywhere to get a fucking bottle of drugs. Where do you think that bottle was from? Like, why is that? You didn't, like, they didn't even say, when she said, yeah, he's invisible, he's fucking with me. They didn't even say, yeah, I don't think he's invisible, but yeah, that bottle is weird. Why is that there? They just dismissed that shit. Like, it was nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? And then the only part, like, I thought Elizabeth Moss's character was actually written relatively smart most of the film. The only time where I was like, this is stupid, was when she got the cell phone of her husband with the pictures of her in it. And with and it working with the phone number of his phone number. Like, take the phone. You're, the guy you're living with is a police officer. Show her the phone that it's not your phone and it's got pictures of you and your daughter in the bed where you clearly couldn't have took it because it's standing over top of you. Maybe he'll believe something. <laughs> Maybe he'll believe something there. She yeah, that would have been great. And then, uh, the but the the best one in the film, the one that was actually like the most devious, was how he killed her sister. Because she's like, listen, her sister finally shows up and it gets reasonable. It's like, okay, whatever. You're my sister. I'm gonna believe what the fuck you gotta say. And she's like, listen, I'm about to tell you. You have to believe me. I'm not making this shit up. I'm not crazy. I have proof. Just listen to me. And she's about to, she's like, okay, she's like, okay. And she's like, there's this suit. And then you just see this fucking knife floating in the air. And the sister's like, what the fuck? And it slits her throat, and he puts the knife in fucking Elizabeth Moss's hand. And then everyone just looks at her. And she's in fucking shock, which is believable, because her sister just died in front of her. And everybody sees her with the knife in their hand, so they think she did it. I was like, yo. I was watching, I was like, yo, that is fucked up. That is so fucked up. Um, My mindset was this on that one, though. 
It's a restaurant. Busy ass restaurant. They show all the people sitting. They show them sitting in the middle of like they're not sitting in a booth. They're sitting in a table where people are surrounding them. Their servers walking past them over and over again. Server just came and asked them for like the fifth time if they want something to drink or if they want something to eat or whatever, whatever. How the fuck did nobody see that knife floating in the air? How the fuck were there no witnesses? Bitch, it, at every restaurant I've been to recently, like nice, fancy restaurants that me and my beloved wife go to. And by the way, I apologize for saying bitch. That's what I say. It, you know what? Folks, look. At every fancy restaurant that I've been to, hella cameras. Hella cameras. Yes, that too. Because they want to make sure nobody's spitting their food, nobody's doing all this kind of stuff. So all around the all around the kitchen, all around the, the floor, there's cameras. Didn't nobody see that shit? You can't say, hey, can you check the video real quick? Y'all just gonna lock her up real quick. You know what? This movie was another title for this movie was How It Feels to Be a Black Person. If they had just taken a few seconds to do simple ass cop work. She would have been walking away a long time ago, but then nobody want to do no simple ass cop work. They all just want to accuse her of doing something she's telling y'all she didn't do. Fuckers. Yep. And his brother was a piece of shit. Oh, see, no, see, okay, so this is what I want to talk to you about. Is his brother a piece of shit or was he the first victim of him? His brother was a victim, but his brother still took too much pleasure in what he was doing. Did like the thing taking, is, because I don't think he was taking pleasure. I think he was scared that the dude was going to kill him. Like at the point him. where he was like, "If you have his baby, we're prepared to make this all go away and all that kind of stuff." At the point where that happened, I felt like he was taking a little bit of pleasure in it. And the thing, the way that I looked at it was like this: If you've been bullied, if you've ever been bullied, and then you get a chance to walk with the bully to bully somebody else. You often jump on that chance. You're not going to be the one to stand up and say this ain't right. You're going to be the one to say, let's let's do this shit. And usually you take a perverse pleasure out of it as far as I've seen. So I think that he was he was in on it, like maybe not to the extent where it ended up. But honestly, how else would the brother how else would uh, her her dude ended up chained up in the basement with the door closed, if he didn't get, if he didn't uh, set that up with him, he probably chained himself up and had the key with him. How can you chain yourself up with your arms behind you and close the door and all that kind of? Well, maybe. Close the door first, maybe. and then put the chains on. They made that nigga seem like a super villain, which I guess yeah, the Invisible yeah, Man did. is supposed <laughs> to be. But doggone it. They, it was just so much. Ninja moves, and martial arts, all that. Everything. Like, everything that he did was just perfect. That's how it came out the scene. Like, everything he did was perfect. Until it wasn't. And then when it started falling apart, it all fell apart immediately. Like, come on now. Come on, buddy. Like, I've seen a lot of movies recently, so I've become a very inquisitive watcher and as a viewer you're seeing all this shit happen so you're like okay this can't actually be what's going on but there's nobody in this movie who at any given point was just like you know what let's think this over logically let's let's take a second and really sit back and maybe she's telling the truth including and up to the point where she was like yo that motherfucker's in the room with us right now yes. when she's locked up in the detective room. And she's like, that motherfucker's in the room with us right now. And he's just like, oh, you leave the room, man. I'm going to talk to her by herself. Come on, bro. bro Come on, on y'all. The look, all, on his face, huh? the look on his face when he got to that house and saw the invisible man beating up his daughter was priceless. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what was going through his head. I, what? I cannot believe I didn't believe this woman. Like now my daughter might die because of this shit. Like that's got to be fucked up too. And that's why I liked at the mm. end where he didn't go full Boy Scout cop when he was just like, 
yeah, I ain't see shit. <laughs> we'll get to that. He's like, I ain't see shit. Um, but okay, so what? What I was gonna say is, I thought that the brother was afraid that the Invisible Man would come and kill him if he didn't do everything that he was saying, and so that's why he would say like these things and just be like, "Listen, I don't like." You can make this all go away. Just, just make it end. All he wants is the baby. Like when he was saying that, I took it totally different than you. I took it as he was like, all he wants is this baby. Just give him the fucking baby. And he'll leave us alone. Just give us the baby. And he'll leave. Well, basically, he's saying like, he'll leave me alone if you just give him the baby. Uh, which leads to my next question to you, Rashani, is how do you? What do you think about her setup? Like her ultimate setup of how she got him with the pen and stabbing him in the shower and. Uh, in the uh, in the in the mental institution, how do you think they set that up and shot that? Because I thought that was done really cleverly. I thought it was. I thought that it was done really well, and I'm glad that she never truly dropped into despair, where she, you know, just lost her mind. Like she knew that he was there. Nobody else believed her, but she knew he was there, and so she lured him into this sense of, like, it wasn't even security. Like the nigga just fucked up. But that scene was dope. Like, that whole part was dope. And then he walked out the room and whooped, like, seven cops' asses with guns. And they blamed her for it. Like, how you have a great moment like that and then slip right back into these tropes? At some point, you just gotta believe her. You gotta, even if... So you're telling me that at a psychiatric hospital, their job is quite simply to just tell the folks that what they think they see ain't real the whole time. They're not even going to humor her. They're not going to ask her, yo, so in this situation, what'd you see? What'd you experience? My therapist asked me questions. Mm-hmm. It just disappointed me. Like, and my wife was sitting there like, they're not going to ask anything. Like, these people, look, for the folks who haven't seen this movie, some of the niggas that were getting their asses whooped by the Invisible Man in this, uh, in this hospital hallway were quite literally six to eight feet away from Elizabeth Moss when they got their ass whooped. And they still blamed her. They still blamed her. They were chasing her outside with a fucking gun. After they seen her, and at one point when she's in the hallway... The camera pans so that you can see there's a camera in the fucking hallway in the corner. Because, of course, there's cameras in a mental institution. They're every fucking where. So, and, oh, you just made me even more mad. When she runs out, she runs past the security room with all the fucking TVs on. Are you telling me Mm -hmm. when his suit was malfunctioning that they didn't see you? What the fuck is that in the hallway? Like, no one saw that? Why are you still chasing her? Like, that was ridiculous. That was utterly ridiculous. And then at the end, right, she's like, listen, this is this is how you know this was about people not believing women. And who, and, who, and Lee, who, who directed this, was making that, like, this wasn't just about domestic abuse. This was about people don't believe women. Because at the very end of the movie, right, after it's been proven that there's a dude that's walking around in, in, a, in an invisible suit, that was out fucking with people. She tells him, she tells Alda, she goes, yeah, dog, it wasn't his brother. It was him the whole time. It was just his brother the last time. That's his game. That's what he does. It's so obvious. Why would his brother do all that shit to me? Obviously, it wasn't him. And he goes, it's a man in the suit in my house. The people back in the place will corroborate that they saw the man in the suit. Like, let's just wrap this shit up. And she's like, but the fucking person that did this shit is still free. You think he's not going to come up with some other shit? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And they're like, how do you know that that was him? And she had to be like, you got to be fucking kidding. I wish she would have just said that. That would have been so great. Man, you got to be fucking kidding me. And so then I guess he finally listens to her. And so they try to do like this sting, right, where they put a mic, they put a wire on her. and She goes to have dinner with him. And... um she's trying to get him to admit that it was she's like listen if we're gonna do this you want me to have this baby you need to admit that that was you the whole time because i can't go through this shit anymore with you and he won't admit it and then he comes over to her and he was like 
something, something, something is going to be a surprise. And that's a callback to earlier in the film where he was saying surprise to her via text message. And so that's mm-hmm. she what she could have shown them. Yeah, that's how she could have. Oh, we forgot to say this. So earlier in the film, she goes back to his house on a, on a probably the most expensive Uber ride in history. Um, and she finds out that he has a second invisible suit and she hides that shit in a cupboard in the closet. And so you fast forward to now and um, she's like, all right, then I, let me go get myself together. And she walks out. She walks in like to go in the closet to the bathroom. And then you see the fucking knife come to his throat and slits his own damn throat. She puts in his hand and slits his own damn throat, just like he did his sister. And <laughs> and she backs out. She sees the camera because she knows where the fucking cameras are in the house. This is so fucking smart. She backs out of the view of the camera to talk shit to him. And is basically like, now you're going to die. And walks out and then cries like, oh, my God, he killed himself. And then Aldous comes in and is like, what the fuck happened? And she's like, he killed himself. I don't know what happened. Like, you saw it, right? She's you saw it? Like, she's basically like winking at him with the invisible suit in her bag. Like, mm-hmm. you saw it, right? You saw it, right? And he's like, yep, yep, I saw that shit. <laughs> and so he died. <laughs> and I was like, that is uh, that is how that's how you end it. Like, that is how you end that film. You can't end it. And so he goes, did you ever come here with the intention of getting him? And she was like, yeah. And you know what? I actually do believe her. I actually do believe her. Like, I was going to ask you about that. But I do think she was hoping that he would say, yeah, I did it. I did it, yeah. And they would lock his ass up in jail. And when he couldn't even admit that, she was like, if I don't kill this nigga right now, he's going to kill me, essentially. Essentially what Mm -hmm. she was saying is like, he's going to kill me. And it was one of those fight or flight things, and she went and got that suit and killed him. And I I thought they told the end of that film story very well. And then they show her walking out with the invisible suit, and you're basically like, uh, yeah, dog, she's going to start doing some shit with that suit. So, uh, I know you probably have some more to say, but I want to ask you this. Do you think that if they do do a sequel, do you think that she will be a good guy turned bad in the sequel? Like, she goes crazy from this experience? Or do you think she's going to use the suit to be, like, a superhero? I think she should be a superhero, but it's not the way that it's supposed to work out. Like, the invisible person isn't a nice person. Um, because they're just not. So she's probably going to end up going, going cray, uh, at least a little bit, not going cray, but going power, going power crazy. Um, and it's going to be used in the wrong place in the wrong situation or something like that. Or somebody's going to take it from her and put it on it and use it in the wrong place in the wrong situation. But yeah. It was. It's. I'm. I'm interested to see though because I'd like to see her in that role. I really like to see her in that role. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know anybody else who could drag themselves across the floor <laughs> by their legs like she did. Like it was really, really wink. Good acting. The way that she pulled herself across the floor like that. Like nobody else could do that. It was so bad. There was a good. The one in the kitchen was bad, but the one in the attic was kind of good. The one in the attic was good. The one in the kitchen was horrible. And that's when it started to lose me. That's when I was like, okay. Okay, I just realized that this looks kind of like when they were doing the dance-off in Greece and the girl's leg was up because the dude was dragging her across the floor by one of her legs. Like, what the fuck kind of a dance move is that anyway? And then they all started to hand drive and it all went out the window. But by and large, the nigga deserved to die. Aldis was absolutely right by saying I didn't see shit because he came, but because the dude came after her, his daughter, and came after him and whooped his ass. Like, put him to sleep. Also, Um, his brother can fight, too. That was ridiculous, too. Like, okay, you're telling me this guy's a superhero, but his brother can fight, too? That's why I'm saying maybe the suit gives you some sort of uh, extra power. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But so the last thing, one thing we didn't talk about was just how creepy the Invisible Man was the entire film. The first time you see him, like you think you see him, is she's cooking breakfast. That was the scene. <laughs> that was the impressive scene when the knife gets picked. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. 
she's cooking breakfast and she's cooking eggs or something. And she like storm breeze in the other room. And she's basically like, come eat food or whatever. So she leaves the kitchen. And then you see like the fucking burner go up and then go up and then go up. Mm-hmm. And then the smoke in and the smoke. And then that shit just catches on fire. And you're like, she's, she walks back. And she, cause every, here's the thing. That scene is like everyone has had that, right? Everyone is not necessarily on fire, but everybody, anybody who cooks has had a time where you walk out the kitchen to do something and you forget that you might have something on high because you're about to bring it to a boil or something and you come back and that shit's just smoking. You're like, fuck, I got to turn it down. So she comes back, she's like, fuck, what happened? And he's, they're like, oh, this ain't, this ain't uh, feasible, is it? He's like, nah. And they kind of laugh it off because that's what you would think. You'd be like, yeah, you kind of laugh it off. And then, but the whole time you're just like, that's creepy as fuck. And then they're sleeping, and she he pulls the covers off of him slowly, and starts snapping pictures. And you hear it like they did a good some good time uh, good things with sound in this film. Like you hear the pictures snapping, like like the snap sound, snap sound, snap sound. And you see the you see the flash. Yeah, you see the flash. Like I was wondering at first, I thought he was just flicking the light switch on and off or something. But then later on, you see that he was taking pictures of them in bed. Like why would you do that though, bro? Like, just to show her that you were watching her, like, that's creepy. And then you find out he's, like, staying in their attic, which is mm-hmm. even more creepy. Like, super creepy. And then the, the the scary part was, not scary, but one of the parts where people jumped in my theater was when she threw the paint on him, and his face was, like, all holy. So you didn't know mm-hmm. what the fuck it was. You were just like, what What the fuck is this? Like, why is it holy? Like, what what's going on here? And, she, and then, oh, the other, like, we were talking about some of the cinematography in this film. I liked how they used the house security camera to show her like running in the night away from the house like a crazy person because that that footage actually made her look like a crazy person. She's running down the street looking behind her like somebody's right behind her, and then there's no one behind her. And so yeah. if you look at that from like if you're a police officer or just anyone and you go she goes someone's chasing me, and then you see the footage, and there's nothing there. You're like this woman is insane. Like you think this woman is insane, uh, so yeah, he was extra creepy um, in this film. But like we said, like no one else in this film really mattered at all. Like it was a bunch of red shirts getting beat up in the mental hospital, mental institution. There's a bunch of, I mean, Aldous Aldous Hodge was good for what they asked him to be, but he didn't get much in this film. Storm Reed didn't get very much in this film. Um, the sister didn't get much in this film. The sister didn't get much in this film. I did. I was at the. I was in the film right, and when she got all that money right, and then the first that she's like, "I got you guys something." And I said, "Oh, she's about to get them some money for staying with them." And then you walk in the other room, and there's a ladder there. I was like, "If this white woman didn't just buy them a ladder when she got five million dollars, like after mm-hmm. all the shit they did for you, you got her a ladder." And then she was like, "Oh no, there's something else here," and she set up a fund to pay for them to go to school. I was like, "Okay, that's dope." I was like, that's dope. But the first I was like, you gotta be something kidding me. Um anything else that we forgot to talk about, Rashani? When she goes back into the house, like when she takes the cab all the way back to his house, um, after she just I don't remember if she had just fought him at if if he had just stabbed his that her sister the, to death, no, no. If he had just fought her at the the yeah, at in the attic and stuff, uh, yeah, yeah. And so she goes all the way to his house, and then the nigga shows up. How? How that happened? Like how that happened so quickly? Um, I did like how she saw that he really did have like a superhero lair down the uh, basement. And that the password to it was her birthday, or the day that they met, rather. Um, it just—it was—it was literally like two steps forward, and then one step to the side, and then two steps back. And it just like, okay, I'm getting into this. Okay, now I'm not. This just happened, and this was bad. So now I'm back out of realm of what's going on in this show or in this movie. But by and large, cinematography was done great. Elizabeth Moss is a tremendous actor. Um, Storm Reed 
appears in another movie, which is good. She needs to build up her catalog because she's going to be spectacular. She's going to she continues to be spectacular. She'll just underuse in this uh, in this role. If you want to see Storm Reed in a good movie uh, where she's actually um, got a large part in it and she's doing her thing and all that kind of stuff. Um, either go either see, um, what was that movie with her and Oprah Winfrey? Um, you know, the movie I'm talking about, um, the, the, I fuck it. Or, you know, you can see don't let go. Don't let go is a great movie featuring her. Um, I forget what the other movie was. It's the one where she was like in the fucking fantasy land and, and a wrinkle in time. But this movie doesn't sell her very much. It doesn't give her a lot of stuff to do. Except fly across the room when the white woman hits her. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. On a scale of 1 to 10, I would give this movie probably a 7. Like, it wasn't a horrible movie. It wasn't a great movie. It was a well-acted movie by Elizabeth Moss. But that's in the same way as saying that, like, Purple Rain was a well-acted movie by Morris Day. And everybody else was just there. I don't know. I'll give it a seven, though. It was cool. I wouldn't see it again. I wouldn't buy it. But I would encourage other people to see it. That's the best way I could put it. Unless, like I said, you've been a victim of emotional or psychological abuse or physical abuse, at which point you might not want to. Right. Or just be prepared before you go in. Um, yes. But, yeah, I give this a seven and a half. Like I said, I thought Elizabeth Moss was incredible for this film. Um, but the film had some bad shot parts. It didn't really deal with any other characters, although it didn't need to for what it was. But um, it's very, it's, it's, a, it's a chilling film. It fucks with you, and it brings light to an important issue. So I thought all those things were good. Um, and it kind of set up for something going forward. So you definitely should go check this film out unless, you know, you have um, some of those things can tr- can trigger you or you have them in your past, and maybe not. But if if not, um, you definitely should go check this film out. It is a good film. Um, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it was done pretty much well. It is a little long, though, for me. Um, yeah, I think they could have cut it by probably twenty minutes or so, uh, at least. Uh, there's some parts where you just like, how many times are we gonna see him being creepy right here doing nothing? <laughs> where they could have just cut some of those scenes out. But all in all, I think it was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashani, you got anything going on podcast-wise you want to talk about? No, and it's beautiful to say that. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Um, I am actually, Oh, before oh. this is the first podcast I've done in like two weeks. What's going on? I was going to say, um, did you reach the goal for the team? And if not, do you want to promote that? Yes, I did. I mean, people yes. can still donate, but we've reached the $600 goal. Um, I just, honestly, we need more than that. Because I don't, for those of y'all who don't know, I'm a basketball coach. I coach uh, youth basketball, AAU basketball, rec league basketball, high school basketball. I have four separate teams at any given moment of the day, um, any given moment of the year. Um, Basketballs, like the real, actual, game-worthy basketballs, cost $60 before tax. So I put out a... um, a fundraiser that I had going through April 30th because I thought it was going to take that long uh, asking for $600. Um, and thank you to everybody who donated. It filled up immediately. Um, but if y'all want to donate more, it's always helpful because $600 will get me 10 basketballs. Um, the kids pop basketballs. They lose basketballs. They leave basketballs behind. Um, basketballs get, uh, picked up. I, if you've ever played basketball on an outside court, you know how quickly a basketball will get picked up on an outdoor court. Now imagine being in an AAU tournament where there's like six separate courts and kids just walking past and picking up basketballs and just walking off with it. Balls disappear. 
We also need training equipment. Um, so at this point in time, it's not even a go to the um, Facebook uh, fundraiser. You can honestly just go to Amazon, and I have a wish list for basketball equipment, um, and just purchase stuff. We still need a tackle pad um, because in basketball for labs – in order for them to like, I want them to crash into people when they're going up for laps instead of trying to finesse around them. Even though, you know, a Euro step is always nice and everything. I want them going to the free throw line, run people over, run them down, no fear. So we need to get that. We need to get uh, medicine balls. We need to get, um, there's a basketball that's like a jumbo basketball that uh, can barely fit into the rim, but when you start making it with that basketball, then shooting with a regular size basketball or smaller basketball is absolutely simplistic. So there's a ton of stuff that we still need. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'd never know how to say this without second guessing whether or not I sound um, ungrateful because we did hit the 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 number that we were looking for. We got it but we still need more. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But I really do appreciate everybody who uh, helped out, everybody who donated. It's an absolute blessing. We put some of the stuff to use already in practice. Um, this uh, on Monday, we'll be using it again on uh, on Wednesday. And then on Friday. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, definitely, if you can, donate. Keep donating to that. Uh, it's a good cause. Rashani really cares about these kids. Really loves basketball, man. And, you know, everybody doesn't get sponsorships. Like, so often, people who are in the sports world, uh, in the sports circle, you see these big AAU teams that travel across the world and have the best uniforms and sneakers and all the equipment they want. And those things are few and far between. There's hundreds, if not thousands, of AAU teams in this country. Uh, all yep. of them don't have that. And a lot of them are self-funded by parents and coaches who are doing everything they can for their kids to experience that. And a lot of times you, you're going to need some help. And if you care about youth sports, if you care about kids having opportunities, uh, definitely uh, donate to this and try to make that happen. Because you know everybody everybody isn't Oak Hill, Canada, I mean not Oak Hill, D.C. elite or uh, different big – AAU groups that you see across the country because, you know, those people get what they get everything. They also get the big stars, but, you know, all the kids need a good opportunity uh, mm -hmm. to compete at least. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. Thanks, Rashani, for coming back on the show. Uh, I've been super busy, but my schedule is lightening up so we can actually get back to being more consistent in movies. Rashani and I talked before recording this about what we we're going to do going forward. So we should see a bunch of reviews coming out the rest of this month. Uh, Sonic, uh, Emma, uh, Bloodshot, My Spy, Mulan, a bunch of stuff coming out this month. So just look forward to the reviews coming out later this month. And leave us a five-star review if you like the show. And thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you later. Peace. <laughs>